It is a very real thing and it causes real pain. And there isn't an easy solution. There isn't a magic way to make some other human being do what you want them to do. Right. And that is what a lot of people in marriage spend a lot of their time and energy and effort trying to figure out. How do I get my wife to have more sex with me? How do I make her want to have more sex? (laughs) How do I get my husband to initiate doing the dishes or being the spiritual leader or engaging with the kids and helping them with homework? Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, what to do when you're tired of being the one who always goes first. That's the one. That's good. This is a very timely topic right now because we've received two different emails within the last week from two completely different people almost ex- asking the exact same question. Right. One of those people, um, she writes in and says, I don't want to initiate until he does, but he keeps not initiating. So he must not be that interested in it or me, whatever the topic is. And so I'm not going to initiate either. And then we get stuck in this pattern where no one is initiating. Both people are wishing the other person would, and both end up disappointed and with their feelings hurt. She's a a wife here who wants her husband to initiate something. Right. And he's just not doing it. Not doing it. How about yours? Yeah, mine says, I've been the one to push and make things happen all of our marriage, and it usually works for a little while, but then fizzles out. Should I go first again? And again, and again, and again. And again. So she says, should I stop holding back my heart again? I'm tired of being hurt and disappointed. I'm afraid that's going to create more resentment. He knows I want him to initiate. We have had those conversations. I've just been waiting and waiting and waiting. Yeah. This is uh, one of the big issues in marriages. You want your spouse to want to do something. Right. But because they don't want to do it or they're not wired for it or they're not, it's not built into them that they're not doing what you want them to do. They're not initiating. They don't have that drive. They don't have the desire. It's not as important to them as it is to you. And it leads to frustration, resentment, massively disappointed feelings, hurt. It, it tends to have you focus on all the things that they're doing wrong yeah. as opposed to the ways that you can love them and the things that you can see in them that, that they do do. I said, do do this time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Before we kind of dissect this, we I really want to say these feelings make sense. They, they absolutely do. Anyone gets tired of having to be the one who takes the high road, who does what's right, who puts the energy in and the effort in and doesn't see the payoff. Right. Their spouse doesn't doesn't get on board. It it doesn't they don't respond in the same way. They don't respond in the way that you want them to. And it is easy to get discouraged and disappointed and frustrated. And so these feelings absolutely make sense. And so probably the first place I would start in this is you'll actually do more damage if you don't actually address those hurt feelings. If you take those hurt feelings and now give yourself permission to retaliate, to get back and say, well, if they're not going first, they'll screw them and I am not going to put out any more and I'm not going to try any harder. And, And 
because you actually are lowering yourself to their level. It's now it's a race to the bottom. Now it's a race to how bad can our marriage get? Right. Because you have two people who are not doing good, healthy things. Right. Even if you only have one person doing one healthy thing, that gets lonely, that gets hard, that gets frustrating. But it keeps your marriage from cratering out much, well, much sooner. Well, and not only that, when you start to withhold yourself, it actually hurts you more as yeah. well because then you're like, well, he's still not or yeah. she's still not doing anything. I'm doing it. So you would think that they'd be aware that they're doing it too. Right. You just put yourself in an even worse position. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so hard not to do that, though, because you just get tired. And this is the hardest part of marriage is to keep doing the right thing, the good thing, without much payoff. Right. That's hard in any area of our humanity, but primarily in marriage. Yeah. Because we want marriage to be equitable. We want marriage to be reciprocal. We want marriage to be a partnership, to have someone in this with us as much as we are in it with them. And right. if, again, if we're lonely, if if we go into this marriage going, oh, we have a partner, and then we're just as isolated, just as lonely, that's, that's exhausting. That's right. terrible. Well, because we go into marriage expecting that, that, that it's going to be those things that you said, that, yeah. that we're going to have someone that we're with at the same time. I, I think we go in that it's going to be 50-50. Right where you're going to give 50% and I'm going to be 50% and it's always going to be the same. And unfortunately, marriage just isn't that way. So it needs to be 100-100. So when you're giving 100 and initiating and giving, it feels like really awful when they're not doing that as well. Yeah, because now it's not fair. Now Now it is inequitable. Right. But what do we do? We have these two people here are going, how do I get my spouse to initiate? Do I tell them again? Do I ask them again? Do I start to nag? Do I start to beg? Do I start to to hint? Do I, what do they do? How do they get out of that routine? Before we answer that question, I was thinking, I can remember when we were early in our marriage and I was seeing a counselor because she told me that, and this is true, that women don't like to tell, well, they don't, they don't want to have to tell their husbands what they want. They have, they they expect that their husbands should know what they want. But she, I walked away, and I don't remember exactly what she said, but I walked away feeling validated in that I should not have to tell you what I want or what I expect. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have this misconceived notion that that our spouses should know what to do and that we shouldn't have to tell them. Or if we do, then we have to nag them or get angry with them or all these yeah very poor yes exactly i think the way to address that that your spouse isn't initiating i don't know is to tell them i need you to start initiating um i think you actually have to go to the root of here's how i feel yeah and this what 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 you're doing or not doing is causing these feelings in me i think it has to start there and hopefully a spouse is open to that and can hear that and can actually internalize and understand that. But what if a wife has already done that 19 times and her husband still hasn't either gotten the clue or he's gotten Might the clue and, and just doesn't care or he's actually incapable because... I'm going to suggest there's there might be a personality thing going on here in terms of some people 
if if there isn't active conflict, if there isn't um, heated debate and bickering and fighting and and actual animosity, then they approach life with if it ain't broke, don't, don't fix, fix it. it, don't mess anything up, just keep everything the way it is, and we will do okay. And unfortunately, that's not the state of of marriages. Right, marriages are always either improving or deproving <laughs> or or breaking down. Right. No marriage stays static at all. And so if you're not doing anything to build into it, then it is actually degrading, degrading. in some way. Exactly. But again, most guys don't know that. Most most couples aren't aware of that. Right. And so the if it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality doesn't actually work in marriage, but guys need to understand that. Right. But yeah, personality-wise, that might be hard for them to even understand because that's how they approach their entire life. Right. They 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 don't ask for the raise at work. They don't push hard. They don't strive for other things in their life. Right. They they live in the in the safety of of um, regularity. Right. Yeah. Where every where the the water is just smooth and there's yep. no bumps or even if the bumps mean Yahoo yeah. awesome greatness. Yeah. Just keep me flat and sailing smoothly. Exactly. Yeah, it's incredibly painful if you've shared with your spouse already and there just still isn't change or there's change that happens for a short period of time and then it goes back because you're not the one who's reminding them to. Yeah. Again, that comes back to this. I want my spouse to change. I want them to be healthy on their own initiative. Right. But that's not happening. So where do we leave this? These two women who have written into us, what would you say to them if they were sitting here across the table from us right now? Do you know what you would want to say to them? Well, I would defer to you because <laughs> you have all the good answers. I, I, I get wrapped up in it just breaks my heart. That's so hard. And if these women were sitting across the table from me right now, um, one of the things I would tell them that they could try that they might not have tried yet is there actually has to be a regularly scheduled uh, state of the union, state of the marriage. That's the whole point in, in January when we have a state of the union uh, from the president. It is here's how the country's doing. We mm-hmm. want everyone to know. But in marriages, we don't ever sit down and have that assessment on a regular basis. Right. I don't think you do it once a year. I think that's too far right. apart. I think you do it once a month. I think at the beginning of every month, it is a scheduled thing instead of a reactive thing. If that's you, a great If idea. a wife is just going, I'm sick and tired of you, and now you need to know how crappy of a husband you are, and that's reactive, right. that's more likely going to create problems in the marriage. But and if it is a regularly scheduled, oh, it's the first of the month, I want to know how you are feeling, honey, husband. I want to know how uh, what I can be doing to make things better for you. And then he asks the exact same thing. Now it's a regularly scheduled thing, and and both of you now can expect it, and it keeps those time frames smaller Right. where... He will still hear the same thing. Yes, you're still not initiating. Yes, you're still not initiating. Hopefully he'll go, okay, I better initiate at some point. But it's not because you're reactive. It's because this is just an assessment of where's the relationship at right now. Right. And and I think that might be really good for some people who have difficulty just even bringing those things to mind. So if it's something that's regularly scheduled on a calendar, it's kind of like work. I have to be at work at this time. I get to go home at this time. I have this meeting with my wife or my husband. 
and it's on a calendar, kind of yeah. just real concrete, written down, ready mm-hmm. to go, so that so that it's a safe environment and it's a safe way for both of you to start sharing frustrations, disappointments, right. all those things. Now, again, you have to be willing to hear, here's the things I need to change. Your husband wants to say to you, here's right. the things that he wants you to change. And if you have that openness and that willingness to do that, then he also can take a cue from that. Again, marriages work best instead of demanding people change that you invite them to change by working on yourself right, exactly. first. And when you tend to work on yourself and be willing to do that, it now makes them willing to, to hopefully right take those steps as well so that would be the first thing i do regularly scheduled um uh check-ins on the marriage the state of the union kind of thing for your relationship the second thing i would uh, strongly recommend is this comes back down to a vulnerability piece it is i don't want to put my heart out there first and get rejected one more time right i don't want to get shut down i don't want him to say i don't actually care because now you will get hurt yeah and that fear of vulnerability that fear of intimacy um creates um separation it creates that distancing from each other and and when it goes unchecked, it becomes resentful, it becomes frustrating, it becomes disappointing, all the things we're hearing in these emails right. that people are sending us. And so even though it's hard, you do need to still continue to put yourself out there and go, here is how I am frustrated. Here's how I am disappointed. Now, again, if you point the fingers and go, because you're a lazy Right. Blankety blank. <laughs> and you're a jerk and you're stupid. When you when you start making it about them, people will get defensive. You trigger yeah, their they defensive survival brain. Yeah. But instead, if you go, here is how I'm hurting. You can almost read those emails word for word to your husband and go, this is where my heart is at. Um, I want you to hear this in a non-attacking sort of way, but you have to know I am disappointed. I am hurt. I'm frustrated. I'm confused. I'm scared to tell you this. Um, and can we start working on this together? And if, again, if he shuts down, if he doesn't want to hear that, if he gets reactive, if he gets mean, back off. He's not going to be listening. He's not right. in that open posture. And then you might have to go to some other uh, approach. Probably that would be sitting down with a professional counselor in some way who can give you a context to have start having those conversations. Again, if he's willing to go to go to counseling, my guess is sometimes they're not willing to do that. Right. Um, this really is one of the hardest things in marriage. I would argue it's in the top three. Yeah. Affairs. Big, huge issues. Those things blow up a marriage, yes. But these are the things that make a marriage die a slow, slow. painful yeah. death. It's because one person is disappointing you. And this is why people um, don't want to get married anymore because they want an out. They want to be able to say, well, you're you're not meeting my needs anymore. I'm out of here. And I'm glad we didn't get married. We didn't legally entwine our lives or financially entwine our lives. And it's easier to separate because I can protect myself. This is a core issue. This is a hard one. Yeah. And I wish we could be more playful and fun about it, but it it really is devastating for, for some marriages. It is a very real thing and it causes real pain. Yeah. And there isn't an easy solution. 
There isn't a magic way to make some other human being do what you want them to do. Right. And that is what a lot of people in marriage spend a lot of their time and energy and effort trying to figure out. How do I get my wife to have more sex with me? How do I make her want to have more sex? (laughs) How do I get my husband to initiate doing the dishes or being the spiritual leader or engaging with the kids and helping them with homework? How do I get, how do I get, how do I get, how do I get them to do something? The answer, the number one answer I would give is you have to go first. Even if you have to go first for the entire marriage, when you demonstrate to someone, I'm going to live a healthy life despite you. And I'm not doing it to get my needs met. I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do. Right. I'm doing it because I'm glorifying God and I'm, I'm treating you the right way, even when you don't treat me the right way. I am still going to treat you the right way and right. I will live sacrificially. Right. That's that selfless living, that sacrificial yep. living. And I, I just think about too, and the Bible talks about how many times do we forgive? Yeah. You know, that 70 times seven. 70 times seven. Yeah. You, you continue to forgive. You continue to forgive. And, and I think that follows through with you continue to not withhold yeah. yourself and to, to initiate even when you're tired. But even as we're talking, that answer is hard for me to, to put into this microphone right now right. because because I want people to be able to fix their own problems. Right. I want them to be self-actualized and make your life better. But when you're married, sometimes that doesn't actually happen as easily because you're married to another flawed human right. being. Again, we can guarantee that if you attack them and you keep telling them what a sucky husband or a sucky wife they are, you'll make your marriage worse. Right. And we don't want that to happen. No. But when you are going, I will still live kindly, appropriately, respectfully, I will initiate and I will do that willingly, sacrificially, that usually creates some level of invitation. You have to still blend that with authentic conversation right. and going, you need to know how difficult this is for me because I'm, I am, my heart is heavy. My heart is burdened that I've told you what I want, that, that you could do that meets my needs and you still have not either initiated or found a way to do that. And that's painful for me. And you need to know that you've hurt my feelings. Again, you can do that in a condemning, attacking sort of way, and that won't work out real well. Or you can say it in an authentic, hurt sort of way, not in a guilt trip sort of way, not in a passive aggressive sort of way, but in an authentic, yes, you need to know how difficult, how disappointed I am. And I would like this to change in our marriage. Yeah. Again, that requires vulnerability, that requires transparency, that requires intimacy, and that is scary. That is terrifying at times. But that's the foundation that you have to do. One of the best ways to do that is the State of the Union. Once a month, you guys check in with each other, and it's on the calendar. It's written down where we are going to sit down, and we're going to say, how is our marriage doing? Again, marriages, we go on autopilot for so often, and... And we ignore the tune-ups. We ignore the changing the oils. We ignore getting it into the shop. Marriages, you have to do that. And when it is regularly scheduled, now it's not you initiating as a wife or him initiating as a husband. It's just a standard of operation um, in the marriage. And so I would put that on the calendar and go, here's what we're going to start doing. Here's what I'd like to start doing. Would you be willing to do this with me? That would be the first place to start 
in all of these things. And again, in those meetings, you are sharing, what can I do that will make your, your life better as my husband? It's okay to ask that question. What can I do to serve you better? And then hopefully he'll ask, what can I do to serve you better? And that's when you have the opportunity because you now are both in that, that moment of listening and examination. Um, That's the first place to start. Give it a try. If it totally doesn't work, let us know. If, If you've already tried this, let us know. But again, this is a hard one and there is no easy answer to it. Right. The best answer I have and a lot of other relationship experts is if you want to get something from someone else, you do it first. Yep. You initiate, you create the invitation for them to follow along uh, and follow your example. No guarantees, but that's the best way to go. This one feels like a little bit of a heavy, heavy one, one today. Yeah. I, I wish we could be even a little bit more jovial and, and whimsical, but this is a hard one. Yeah. If this does sound like your marriage and you're not one of the two people who wrote into us and, and you would like more, uh, you have more questions about specific details about your relationship. Again, you can actually email us paul at securemarriage.com or shannon at securemarriage.com. Either one of those will get to us and we will be glad to be able to help you walk through the specific things in your relationships so that your marriage can get better and better and better and you can actually have a secure marriage. So that eventually you can say what we say, which is we don't have a perfect marriage, but we do have a secure marriage and we want you guys to have one too. So thank you for listening to today's episode and we'll see you next time. Okie doke. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.